What is up, football fans and gamblers? You are listening to the Tuesday Night Touchdown Podcast College Edition, and this is actually episode one. Uh, today we've got quite a lot to cover for you here, starting off with some preseason top 25 action, then we're going to jump into some Heisman watch, uh, best games of 2023. Uh, we're going to hit some coaching carousel and coaches on the hot seat uh, coverage, along with some top non-QB game changers, and then we're going to finish off here with some just general things to watch in 2023. So thank you for joining us. Um, again, this is our very first episode of our college edition. We'll be recording um, uh, both a college and an NFL edition on a weekly basis uh, to kick off the season here. We're going to uh, talk about some some funner topics and just some things that have been going on here on the off season, And then as the season progresses and we get into weekly action, we'll be uh, leaning a little bit more heavily into some gambling lines and things like that. So again, thanks for joining us. And uh, I guess first and foremost here, let me introduce my uh, co-host and longtime friend Workman or Jacob Workman, uh, (laughs) depending on how well you know him. What's going on, Jake? What's going on? It's pretty exciting that we have uh, pretty much every team now is in practice. There's news every day. It's, It's a good time of the year. Finally, we have made it. Absolutely. It's, it's been a, a long time coming for both of us. We've been talking about doing this for a really long time. So hopefully we can bring some quality entertainment to you guys. And, and most importantly, some, uh, some quality gambling information as we move into the season. So um, let's jump into uh, some preseason top 25 action. So the preseason top 25 just came out, um, which was lucky for us. It landed right at the, right at a good time here in the season. So um, we've got a quick graphic. We're going to pull up here just to show uh, what that preseason uh top 25 looks at or looks like, excuse me. Um, so you should be seeing that here on your screen just shortly. Um, doing a quick rundown here. We've got, um, our top 25. Are you able to see that workman? It's still showing that it's loading up here on my end. Um, still shows loading here. Okay. All right. Well, while we're waiting on that to load and if it doesn't, we can always kill it and just talk there. through it. There we go. It's good. Like it popped up here. Cool. Awesome. All right. Um, so as you can see here, this is the top 25 uh, preseason coaches poll. Uh, just quickly run through this list here. We've got Georgia at number one. No surprise. Uh, they got 61 out of 66 first place votes from the coaches. Uh, we got Michigan sitting at two. Alabama ranked third. Ohio State four. And LSU is going to round out the top five. Um, uh, you, you know, we've got we've got quite a bit to talk about here, starting off with Georgia. You know, I think the the question is, can they three peat? I think it stands to reason that a lot of people are going to lean that way. Bulldogs have gone twenty nine and one during their two year run as champs. Offense looks to be in good shape. They got a really solid offensive line. Brock Bowers at tight end. Lad McConkey, uh, he's back as well. Uh, junior Carson Beck looks like he's going to be the starter, uh, starting under center. Uh, and that defense continues to be solid there as well, with Smile Mondin and uh, Jamon uh, Dumas Johnson leading the way. Um, so they've got Georgia sitting at number one and it's pretty convincing. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm, you can't doubt them. Absolutely dominant the last two years. Very favorable schedule this year. I, honestly, I'm surprised that other teams got votes. And as you're going to get to here in a second with number two, Michigan, Michigan did not receive any first place votes, which is very surprising to me. I mean, I don't know. We'll see how it goes as the year goes on. But to me, Michigan should be the second best team in the nation if not first, I think they can give Georgia a great game. They bring back a ton of production. Um, but yeah, Georgia at one, no shock. It, it's a given. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's where things start to, to get a little bit more questions as you look at this two through four slot here. So they've got Michigan at two, Bama at three, and Ohio State at four. 
Um, you know, Michigan sitting at two, they're bringing back both Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards, which is their two primary starting running backs. That offensive line continues to stay solid. J.J. McCarthy is returning, and he'll be the QB. Uh, defensive starters returning include their two really strong linebackers and Junior Colson and Michael Barrett. Um, just like you said, Michigan has a really, really strong team. They've won uh, the last two games against Ohio State, which is worth noting because they did have a long stretch there where they really struggled to uh, perform and come out on top on those big games. Alabama ranked third, I think. You know, I can see Ohio State being ranked third here over Alabama. You know, they've got a little bit of a QB situation they're working through. They've got Jalen uh, Milroe, Ty Simpson, and the Notre Dame transfer Tyler Buckner are all gunning for that job right now. It'll be interesting to see also that battle in the SEC West. You know, you've got LSU, Bama, and possibly A&M. I don't really think they're going to be in that equation, but... You know, that LSU-Bama matchup in the SEC West is going to be really, really interesting uh, to see how that all plays out. Um, If it were up to me here, I'd probably flip-flop Bama and Ohio State, put Ohio State third and Bama fourth. LSU rounding out the top five there. Uh, Again, you know, this is a preseason coaches poll, so it is what it is. Um, We'll we'll get to learn this as we continue to move into uh, the, the shows here, but... Um, Workman is a gigantic Knowles fan, and uh, since Ball State's my team and they're never going to be in this top 25 matchup, uh, I, I tend to try to follow them a little bit. And I can see uh, the amount of starters that are that are returning from Florida State. You know, they could definitely make a, uh, a stance as to why they should be in the top five. But, um, yeah, if it, if it were up to me right here, I'd have Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, and – if I'm being completely honest, based on on who's returning here, and I'd love to get your feedback on this, I, I'd put Florida State here at five over over LSU or uh, USC or Penn State for that matter. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see once a few more polls, once the Associated Press poll comes out. I'm, I'm interested to see. I, I, I mean, Florida State at eight, it, preseason polls are what they are. I mean, you put them wherever. It really, at the end of the day, this doesn't matter at all, but – I, Florida State, the number one production returning in the nation. They're bringing back 87% of their production, which is insane. And then top that off with the transfer class they're bringing in. It's absolutely ridiculous what they're doing there. Um, for the few years we went through with Willie Taggart, it's it's nice that the Knowles are even on this top 25 because that's something I didn't think I would see for a while. Um <laughs> The LSU matchup, I mean, the good thing is here in a few weeks, we're going to find out. They play week one. So, yep. I mean, there's going to be <laughs> questions will be answered very soon there. Um, with Michigan, one thing I wanted to throw in with them, with the production returning, it's very rare to see a team that's still a top five team in the nation returning. They're bringing back 81% of their production from last year, which is huge. I, I like Michigan – I'm not a big Michigan fan whatsoever, but they really stand out to me this year. I, I, Bama, whatever. We'll see once we figure out what quarterback play is going to look like. Kind of same with Ohio State. Like we got quarterback questions there. LSU does at least have Jaden Daniels back. I mean, we're going to see him. And LSU, speaking of portal teams, they brought tons of people in in the portal. Like they had, they. It's tough to deny what they did. Uh, USC bringing back Caleb Williams, Heisman winner. They're still a good team. I, I the Pac-12 is though it's dying is going to be, it's going to go out with a bang. I mean, it's the PAC 12 is very good this year. My main flip that I would put in here is I, I Washington at 11 is surprising to me. I, to me, they're like six is the minimum they should be. I think they're a top six team in the nation. Yeah. I definitely see them above uh, Clemson for sure. Uh, Tennessee as well. 
the rest of those teams, again, like you, like you said, it's a preseason poll. So things are obviously going to shuffle a bit that, that, uh, first matchup on September 3rd of LSU and Florida state is going to tell us a lot. Uh, and, and listen, I understand why LSU is where they're at. You know, Brian Kelly had a tremendous first year. He got a win against Bama. He took the SEC West title. He got a Citrus Bowl victory. Jaden Daniels returning is the, the lead in the offense. It sounds like they're going to have a better offensive line than they had last year. Um, so, so that's good. They've got a solid run backing core. Their question mark here, I think, is the defense, which struggled a little bit last year against some of the tougher opponents. But um, to your point, you know, they brought in a lot of transfers. So, uh, you know, LSU is definitely going to be up there. Uh, it's going to be an interesting college football season, especially with these these top teams, uh, top ten teams here. Um, I did want to note, you know, as we move into our next topics. Um, one team that didn't make the top 25 that received the first, the most votes outside of the 25 was Iowa. Um, they, they could see a decent change there. Cade McNamara transferred from Michigan to go to Iowa. Um, so that's just something I wanted to point out there. You know, I do love seeing that two lane wave logo down there at the bottom at 23. Um, that's always awesome to see uh, a smaller team like that ranked, uh, where they're at, um, Wisconsin sitting at 21. They got Luke fickle now as the head coach. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, but yeah, overall, again, um, I think this is a relatively solid, uh, poll considering it's coming from the coaches poll. We'll see how things play out. Um, but yeah, we're, we're less than a month away from getting, getting things kicked off and we're doing it with a bang with, uh, uh, the Florida state LSU matchup. Where's that game being played? It's in Orlando, right? Yeah. It's at camping world stadium in Orlando. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Um, well, let's keep it moving here. Um, next thing we've got on the list is a Heisman watch. So, um, you know, from an odd standpoint, I think it's it's very obvious here who the number one guy is going to be. It's going to be Caleb Williams uh, coming off a, a Heisman uh, season last year. Uh, he's going to be trying to to do the the first repeat in the Heisman since the since the fifties with Archie Griffin. He's got a forty five hundred yards, uh, forty two touchdowns, five interceptions last year. Finished with a eighty seven point six QBR. They do have a backloaded schedule, um, which is going to be interesting because they have Notre Dame, Washington. Utah, Oregon, and UCLA as five of their last six games. So it's going to be interesting to see how he plays uh, through that schedule. Um, but he's currently sitting in the top spot on odds at plus 500 to win uh, the Heisman. And then quickly rounding out the top five here, we've got Jaden Daniels at LSU sitting at plus 900. Dual threat QB. I feel like he's kind of a long shot for the Heisman unless he makes some major strides. He did not play well against Arkansas. Uh, last year, I think he went like eight for eight for fifteen with eighty six yards and a pick. So he had a couple really bad games last year. Um, they've got Quinn Edwards at third at plus one thousand, Bo Nix from Oregon at plus twelve hundred, and then rounding out our boy Jordan Travis from Florida State at plus twelve hundred. Um, he ended twenty twenty two as Pro Football Focus's top five power QB with a rating of ninety one point eight, ahead of Bryce Young and Caleb Williams. Um, and they're returning what eight starters on offense. Uh, they're yeah. doing on defense as well, but the, you know, the important thing here with Jordan Travis is the offensive side of the ball. So, uh, that rounds out the top five, you know, a couple other guys to keep watch on would be Drake may from North Carolina. I think it's a long shot, but he's worth mentioning. And then a couple non QBs, uh, to take a look at this year. It's always a, a, a big stretch, uh, to potentially see one of these guys do this. I don't, I think it's been, who was the last guy to do it? Um, AJ I want to say AJ Brown. Who was the receiver that just won Heisman not too long ago? Uh, Devontae no, Smith. Devonte Smith. Yeah. Devonte Smith. Yeah. For, I don't know why I keep getting those guys mixed up, um, both in the same jersey. But I've got uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. with Ohio State, Blake Corum at Michigan, and Brock Bowers as a tight end from Georgia as three guys just 
non QBs that are worth watching. Um, but again, just to round that out, top five, we've got Caleb Williams, Jalen Daniels, Jaden Daniels, excuse me, Quinn Ewers, Bo Nix, and Jordan Travis. One thing thoughts? I always one thing I always find weird with Heisman is, and I I know why they do it because they kind of have to for liability reasons. But Caleb Williams is never winning the Heisman again. Like he would have to be, it would be the greatest numbers in the history of football for him to win the Heisman again. The Heisman committee is not giving someone back to back Heismans. That's never going to happen again. So I I mean I get why they do it, but it's like why you know it's not happening. Yeah. Um, just a few long or. Not really long shots, but over plus a thousand or higher. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. from Washington. Uh, as when I looked, it was plus twelve hundred. I got to take a shot there. I love Travis at plus sixteen hundred. Uh, my other one though, that how do you not throw some money on Carson Beck at Georgia? He's gonna the numbers he's going to put up are going to be ridiculous. They're never going to be like by default. He's going to be there. By default, he will be in New York. I guarantee it. Just because, I mean, he put on a jersey and stepped on the field and threw against a Metro football defense. It's, I mean, <laughs> it, I, I see no, I, at plus 2,000, like, why not? You've got to get, like, that's my gambling advice for Heisman. Throw some on Carson Beck and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, definitely worth a play there at plus 2,000 for sure. All right, um, let's move into some best games of 2023. Um, this is a this is a funny topic because hmm. uh, we both tried narrowing this down to 10 games, and it was damn near impossible to do so. Um, staring, sitting here staring at what I've got, I think I have 16 or 17 games. I tried doing my best to break it down to the top 10, um, but we've got some killer ass games coming up this season. Uh, I'm really really excited. So let me let me run through things. Or you know what, Workman? Why don't, why don't you take the lead on this? And so I've taken the lead on these last two. Tell us tell us what you've got here as far as games so, you're looking forward to. So I started making a list through the season of just what games I can't wait to see. And this was supposed to be ten. I finished with seventeen. So I started looking through the games and trying to find what like what I could put together. And I came up with Saturday, November 4th. Saturday, November 4th is, I mean, this is going to be one of the greatest days of the year. LSU's playing at Bama, which, as yep. we just discussed earlier, that's a SEC West potential championship game. I do think A&M does throw a wrench in it, though. I, I have more faith in A&M this year just because, I I mean, the train wreck that could be Petrino and Fisher is just awesome to wait and see also. But I do think they, they have hope. But LSU at Bama, then... Well, not then. These aren't in time order. But Washington is at USC, another yep. huge game for the Pac-12. And, I mean, they could potentially be the Pac-12 matchup again just because there's no conferences there. But a huge game nonetheless. Uh, Notre Dame at Clemson that day. That's a very big game for both teams. I Notre Dame, I feel, is a little overrated. Sam Hartman is very familiar with Clemson, though. He's gave them great games the last couple of years at Wake Forest. Uh, FSU goes to Pitt. That's Florida State in a cold weather climate in November, which if I feel like if there is a slip up later in their schedule, it might be here. And I mean, I don't want to say that, but it's possible. Uh, this one I'm throwing in just kind of a homer pick for me. Boise State is at Fresno State that day, which that game has decided the home field. The Mountain West actually plays in the stadiums for the conference championship. So winner of that game more than likely hosting the other in the conference championship game. Uh, Kansas State is at Texas that day. Texas, I mean, roster-wise, they might be a top three team this year. Now, are they going to perform? But it's but Texas. We'll see. Exactly. 
And I am very big on Kansas State. They are actually one of my sleeper teams this year. I absolutely love that team. I feel like, I mean, it's not too much of a sleeper. They did win the conference last year, but great team. TCU kind of overshadowed them. Uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Bedlam for the last time ever, maybe. I mean. It, Which is crazy to think about. I know. It doesn't sound like that Gundy's too willing to keep that going. And then the one last game I had that day, uh, Texas A&M is at Ole Miss. So you're getting Fisher and Lane Kiffin, another air it out battle. And I mean that to me, that's the day of the year for college football. Yeah, so I need to uh, tell my wife after this show that I will not be available on November fourth because I'm going to be at Workman's on the, uh, the, yeah. the four screens behind you right now watching all those games. Um, yeah, that's a that's a hell of a day. Um, I didn't go based on uh, specific dates, but just to do a quick rundown here, uh, my top ten games for this year. I've got Florida State at LSU kicking off the season September third in Orlando. Uh, Texas at Alabama, I think is going to be a hell of a game that comes up in September 9th, Ohio state at Notre Dame, uh, September 23rd at the same day is also Florida state at Clemson, which is going to be an, a, a really good game. October 14th. I've got Oregon at Washington. That's going to be a hell of a game battle of two really, really good quarterbacks. Uh, November 4th, we've got Washington at USC, which uh, in LSU at Alabama, which again, we just mentioned, I also have the Notre Dame at Clemson game as an honorable mention down there. Uh, Michigan at Penn state, November 11th. That's a, I, I don't know if you can necessarily call uh, them a sleeper because they come in on the top seven uh, in yeah. the nation right now, but Penn state looks good. And yeah. James Franklin is a hell of a coach. Like that team could make some noise. Um, I honestly, I honestly think that that is Michigan's game. Like I, I oh, even better more than Ohio state. I think that's the game they're going to Penn state. That's huge. That's yeah. That's a game. That's going to be, and you know, that's going to be a wide out game. That thing is going to be oh, loud yeah. as hell. Yeah. Yep. The Nittany lions are going to be ready to play. Uh, that's going to be a hell of a game to watch. Uh, my last two games here, uh, just to round out that top 10, November 18th, I've got Georgia at Tennessee. Um, you know, you've got, a, a Milton there now that Hendon hookers, uh, moved on to the NFL, but Tennessee brings back their top three running backs going up against Georgia. That's going to be a really good game in at Rocky top. And then obviously rounding out the, the end of the year, Ohio state at Michigan, Michigan's taking the last two, but, uh, kind of hard not to leave that as the top 10. Um, some just quick honorable mentions. I've got Bama at Texas A&M, October 7th, USC at Notre Dame, October 14th, uh, Tennessee at Bama, October 21st. Uh, Utah at USC, October 21st, uh, Notre Dame at Clemson, which we just talked about November 4th. And then the last two games I have listed here are Texas at TCU and USC at Oregon, November 11th. So a couple really good PAC 12 games out there, um, on the, on that date on the 11th. I think the only game I have on my list that hasn't been mentioned and we just talked. So on November 11th, the same date you just mentioned, Michigan is at Penn state or no, sorry. On October 21st, Penn state is at Ohio state. That's the other one that I was talking about. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. another Penn State game just going to the shoe, and uh, I mean, there's it's going to be exciting to watch. The, I, I think Penn State. I don't think they're conference championship yet, but I think they might upset some people. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, the Big Ten plays out. You know, the they've they've got some really solid teams, so. All right. Um, well, let's keep it moving here. We've talked about uh, preseason top 25 action so far. Just to recap, we've got some Heisman watch um, information that we've provided over here and then best games of 2023. Now let's move into some coaching carousel stuff. Um, there's There's been quite a few uh, movements uh, here in the offseason. Um, I think I mentioned this already. Luke Fickle going to Wisconsin. He's got five straight seasons and nine or more wins at Cincinnati, and he's got plenty of Big Ten experience. So uh, this this makes a really, really interesting hire uh, with him coming into the Big Ten. 
Uh, Jeff Brom got hired at Louisville. Um, you know, he's from Louisville. He played quarterback there. He was an assistant from 03 to 08. Um, so it'll be interesting and fun to watch him go back to, uh, to coach at his alma mater. Uh, Matt Roll is uh, now in Nebraska. I think clearly a better fit for NCAA than the NHL or the NFL, NHL, NFL. Um, Rule's making his return to the college ranks and joins a very loaded Big Ten conference um, that next year is only going to get more loaded with all these other teams that are coming into play. Um, Hugh Freeze is now at Auburn. Really smart offensive mind. He beat Saban twice while he was at Ole Miss, and he is familiar with the SEC, so that'll be interesting to see him there. Um, and then the last two I've got, Tom Herman at Florida Atlantic. He went 32-18 and 18 at Texas, 22-4 at Houston, replacing Willie Taggart, the man that's got the most Dukes of Hazard name ever. Um, it'll be interesting to see where he lands out. And then Dion. It's kind of hard not to mention prime time. Um, most excited to see this if all the coaching changes just because of what he was able to do at Jackson State from a recruiting standpoint alone was very impressive. We'll see how that translates to a Power 5 conference. Um, so yeah, these are some of the, the, the biggest coaching carousel changes. Um, one, uh, small note is Trent, Trent Dilfer going to UAB. I just, I'm interested in, in kind of excited to see how he plays out. Um, he won two state championships at Linscombe Academy in Nashville. Uh, and now he's going to take a crack at, at, at college coaching. So, um, anything I didn't mention here, just any notes you've got on any of these moves? No, the only other one I would throw in head coach wise is, uh, I've always I've been a big fan of Kenny Dillingham, just kind of watching his rise. Uh, he was at Florida State as the OC, left, went to Oregon last year as the OC. He basically developed Jordan Travis. He made Bo Nix way better than he had ever been last year. And now Kenny's going to Arizona State as the head coach. He's, they did kind of get raided by the portal. Um, I, I guess that's just product of new coach coming in. But I, I and give him a couple years, but I think that's a great hire. Well. I mean, who knows where they're going to end up because they're one of four teams left in a conference that <laughs> doesn't really exist. But, uh, one, I mean, I I do have faith, though. I, I, watching Kenny develop a quarterback is a very fun thing to do. I mean, he's a great offensive mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, we've got some some coaches that have, are landing the new jobs. Let's talk about some coaches that may be looking for new jobs at the end of this season. Um, who you got in this list? Uh, just a couple that I noted, uh, number one, I'll start with the biggest name first. Uh, you, Jimbo Fisher's gotta be on the list. Jimbo, I mean, yeah. $85 billion he's owed. But if, if he doesn't produce that school is not putting up with that much longer. Um, no, I think, I think he, he is the highest name anyway, that could be out. Um, after that, uh, IU, Indiana, Tom Allen, just, he he's a great coach in my mind, a great motivator, but they just aren't performing. I Neil Brown, West Virginia, he's been a disaster. I, I'm honestly surprised they didn't can him last year. Uh, Dino Babers at Syracuse, another coach that he has runs of great success, but I I don't think again they're going to put up with it much longer. Another if it's a six win season or less, I don't think he's going to survive. And then as our uh, our uh, podcast team special, Ball State. Coach Mike knew. Um, I think we've got one last run for him here. I do know that they lost their best player to UCLA in a transfer. Um, so it'll be kind of interesting to see how they go there. And the Mac is still decently tough, but I, I think this is his last year also with a chance. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I almost put new on this list, but I hesitated just because with him being a ball state product, I feel like they may continue to give him a little bit of a long leash, but we'll see what happens. 
Um, I do have Neil Brown on my list, losing record three the last four years he's been at West Virginia. He's had a losing record the past two years, which is a first in the program since 1979 or something like that. The school does have a new athletic director that's given him a chance, but I think it's a very, very short leash. So if he doesn't turn it around this year, he's definitely out. Um, I also have Jimbo Fisher here. Almost made the playoff back in 2020, but he's 15 and 17 in the SEC play in the other four seasons as a head coach. They only averaged 23 points a game last year. He's bringing in Bobby Petrino, like you mentioned earlier, to call plays, but we can definitely see that becoming a a, a firework on the sidelines. Um, so if that doesn't work, you know his time is probably coming to an end at A and M. Uh, two names that you did not mention that I have here: Danny Gonzalez at New Mexico. Um, he's seven and twenty-four since twenty twenty. Three and twenty in Mountain West play, yeah, and they finished awful, dead last in the nation in offense last year at two hundred and twenty-eight yeah. yards a game. Our freshman football team. Um, which, <laughs> which yeah. is, uh, uh, inf- infamous in the minds of people in Muncie, Indiana in 2001 anyway, uh, could, could average more than 228 yards a game in offense. I think, that I was think we have more rough. convicted felons than points. I don't, yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> probably likely, um, <laughs> uh, last, one, last name. Yeah. Sorry. One thing I just wanted to throw in with Jimbo there when you mentioned the sec record and a and M is one of those schools, they were like. NIL as in an NIL first started like they were if a school has money it's A&M and they threw tons of money out there tons of money and that's the product they're getting yeah yeah it's not good um I he's really gonna have to turn it around and I mean to to Jimbo's detriment he's in the he's in a hell of a difficult conference let alone the the west you know it's 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 going to be very very surprising if he's he's still holding on to that job after this year. Um, last coach I have here is Butch Jones at Arkansas State. He's only five and nineteen since he took over. He's only won two games I think in the Sun Belt since he took over. Um, he's not been there too terribly long, but uh, again I can see that being a situation where if he doesn't if he doesn't coach a, a well rounded team this year, he's he's probably on the hot seat and on his way out. So. Um, moving into, uh, this is a topic of conversation that kind of falls into the Heisman watch with those non QBs. We just wanted to, to call out some non QB game changers that I'm excited to, to watch this year. Uh, first on my list right now is Marvin Harrison jr. Um, obviously wide receiver at Ohio state, arguably the best receiver in the nation. One of the top competitors, um, one of the top competitors to position other than QB to make a run at the Heisman. Um, if anybody's going to do it, that's not a QB. I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is probably the most likely or one of the most likely to be up there. Um, Brock Bowers, tight end at Georgia. That's another guy that I mentioned is a possible sleeper for Heisman watch. He's a defensive coordinator nightmare. He can play all over the field. He's one of the most dynamic, versatile players in the country. Um, always, always fun to watch and uh, somebody that um, it makes an immediate a difference when he's, when he's on the field for Georgia. Uh, last two guys I have here, Blake Corum running back at Michigan. He finished with almost 1,500 yards and 18 touchdowns last year, multiple of which were really impressive long touchdowns. Um, and he was in the Heisman conversation before he injured his knee last year. So um, worth keeping an eye on. And then uh, to call out our Noel guy here, Jared Verse, um, wanted to throw a defensive player into the mix. And I think this was really a shoe in. I'm surprised he didn't enter the draft last year, honestly. Um, I think he had 17 tackles for loss and nine sacks. Um, looking forward to seeing how he progresses as a player this year. Um, but yeah, he's he's an absolute stud. So I wanted to throw a defense player in here, and he seemed like the obvious choice. Yeah, he he ended the bowl game with a sack on uh, who was it? Dylan Gabriel from Oklahoma, and I thought for sure that was the last time I was ever going to see him make a tackle. 
yeah. in, in Florida State. In a Knowles jersey, yeah. But uh, there's some unfinished business, and they have bought in. I, I'm very happy that he decided to return. Um, just to throw a few other guys in there, a lot of them that you named were offensive, so I'll go, I made it a few defensive guys. I'll throw some defensive guys in. Um, <laughs> one was, uh, it pains me to say this name because I hate him, but Travis Hunter, uh, number one player in the nation two years ago, Florida State commit for quite a long time. He decides to go play at Walmart University, and Dion brought him <laughs> there. He destroyed all the, the people in that division that are not good. So it'll be fun to see him actually go to a real – I mean, in the Pac-12, there's going to be test. He's going to play both ways. He's going to play corner. He's going to play receiver. That's what he was going to do at Florida State also. Uh, the, they say he's great, so we're going to find out very quickly because there's some talent there. Um, Chop Robinson, defensive end at Penn State, just another one to throw out there to watch. Uh, Braylon Trice, another defensive end from Washington. Uh, Jeremiah, Jeremiah Trotter Jr. at, at Clemson, at linebacker. Uh, he had an excellent year last year. And then one of my favorite defensive players in the nation, Kalen King, is a corner at Penn State. Uh, those are just some defensive guys I would watch out for. Um, I think that was pretty much it for my defensive guys. The only other offensive guy I had that you didn't name, uh, Malik Neighbors, wide receiver at LSU. He yep. is lightning all over the field. Like I'm not looking forward to watching him in a couple weeks. Hopefully he sets out. He actually, yesterday at practice, LSU team decided to do a major league and have a big team fight, and he was one of the big guys in the fight. Not that I don't – they're not going to get suspended or anything, anything but just a note. Uh, well, they didn't come off of a riverboat in Alabama when that happened, right? <laughs> <laughs> they were close, but no. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, well – Let's uh let's move into what I've got here is the is the last topic and that is some sleeper teams to watch here in 2023. So, um, I've got a few of them here. Uh, some of them aren't necessarily sleepers, but they're not in the top five. So I'm just picking them out as potential yeah. teams that can end up in the playoffs since this is going to be our last year for a 14 playoff. Um, first in this list, we've already talked about them a good bit is Penn State. It's going to be a very tough road to get there. The Big Ten has a lot of strong teams. Inter interconference play is always a battle. Uh, that said, Drew Aller, uh, QB there, has the potential to make a sleeper run to be part of that Heisman conversation, and James Franklin's proven to be one of the best coaches in college football, with uh, Aller being arguably the best quarterback that Franklin's been had the chance to coach, and uh, a schedule that could potentially, if they play well, include wins against Ohio State and Michigan. If they win out, they're 100% going to be in the college football playoff. Um, second team here, I've got Florida State again. I don't know if I would call them a sleeper because I had them in top five, but there's a lot of buzz around this team from Tallahassee. And since the Knowles haven't made the playoffs since the days of Jameis Winston and Devontae Freeman and Jalen Ramsey, Jesus Christ, that team was loaded, by the way. Um, don't forget I do a, have a freshman Dalvin Cook also. A freshman Dalvin Cook, LaMarcus Joyner, Calvin Benjamin. Yeah, I could go on and on. Uh, but I do have them as part of this list. Uh, Jordan Travis, absolute stud. He's going to be there at the end of the year in the Heisman conversation. They're bringing back a total, again, of eight starters on offense that ranks, I think, 16th nationally in scoring and 10th in total offense last year. Also returning eight starters on defense, led by all-ACC defensive end Jared Verse. Um, they also landed some really solid transfers, and they're kicking off the season with that big matchup against LSU. So I think that game is going to tell us a lot about how the Noel season is going to go. Um, three more teams I have listed here, Washington. Um, I know that you've talked about them a good bit here. Um, they've only been in the playoffs once back in 2016 when they had a ton of NFL talent. They had Buda Baker and John Ross and some guys on there. Workman, I know that you're particularly familiar with coach DeBoer. 
since you're a big Fresno State fan, um, he took the, the Bulldogs to a nine and three record his first full year there. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he plays out with the Huskies. Um, North Carolina is another team I have as a sleeper team led by Drake May and Mac Brown. Uh, in North Carolina was off to a hot start. I think they went nine and one last year to start, and then they lost those last four games. Defense was a big weakness. Um, you know, they were last in the ACC last year in both yards and points allowed, second to last in yards per carry, last in sacks, and last in passing yards and passing efficiency allowed. Uh, so a lot to be desired there on the defensive side of the ball. I think the key here for North Carolina is going to be if they can win those close games. Last year, I think during those four losses, they lost three of them by four points or less. Uh, so that's a little rough. And then the last team I've got here listed is Tennessee. So they were the best in the nation last year at 46.1 points per game in Josh Heupel's offense. Um, Joe Milton's now at the helm with Brent, with Hendon Hooker in the NFL. They returned all three of their top running backs, um, which is noteworthy because that running back by committee combined for almost six yards a carry and 29 rushing touchdowns. Five of their first six games are in Tennessee. So I think that's another thing to note because they can start off hot and they're going to be in, uh, I think the first game or one of those games may be in Nashville, but five of their six games is going to be in Tennessee. Um, yeah, I think the they're first, playing Virginia in Nashville. If I remember in Nashville. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think that's correct. Their first big game is going to be in the swamp um, September 16th. But if they can leave Gainesville with a win and then somehow come away with, with wins against Texas A&M at Rocky top, and then they have Bama at Bama the very next week, it's very possible that they're going to be a top three to five team when they host Georgia uh, November 18th. So those are the the five teams that I've got listed here. Again, just to round that out, Penn State, Florida State, Washington, North Carolina, and Tennessee. Yeah, a lot of those were very similar to what I have. The only I have two differences. One of them I mentioned earlier, Kansas State. Again, they did win the Big 12 last year, but the team I absolutely love, like I said, I love this team. Uh, Will Howard's back at quarterback. The whole O-line is back. Uh, Trayshawn Ward, one of my absolute favorite Knowles of all time, transferred there. He's going to be basically their new Deuce Vaughn. I think he's a little better than Deuce Vaughn. He's a he's a home run hitter. He's he's awesome. Um, they still have DJ Giddens there, so it's the two man backfield with Will Howard. I like I said, that's a team. I if if I'm betting on a Big Twelve conference championship right now, Kansas State's who I'm betting. Um, more of a sleeper pick here, Kansas. Um, three years okay. ago, three years ago, they were my absolute favorite team in America to bet against. They were, I, I, we talked about how bad our freshman football team was. We might've contended with Kansas. They were horrendous, uh, brought in a new coach, Lance Leopold. Since he's been there, Jalen Daniels at quarterback has absolutely lit it up. Fun team to watch. And they bring back, they are the number two in production returning. Um, I think it's like 85%. I think Florida State was 87. They're 85%. So just right below Florida State, bringing everyone back. Um, I Do I think they can win the Big 12? No. But as a sleeper team that can make some noise, Kansas is probably one of my favorites. Right on. Right on. Yeah, I can see them being uh, a potential sleeper team um, out there in the Big 12 for sure. So, all right. Um that's it. I think we've got everything wrapped up here for our first episode. Um, just to, to give you guys kind of an insight on what's coming up um, on our next show, we're going to be talking power five picks plus Mac. So uh, I guess hmm. we should go ahead and introduce this uh, workman. And I are both from Muncie, Indiana and have an affinity for the ball state mighty Cardinals. Um, so we will be uh, selecting uh, teams or games uh, to bet against every year in, or excuse me, every week. And we're going to call it the Muncie six pack. So you guys are going to get five games plus the ball state pick. So 
uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, and uh, another quick note here, we also are going to be uh, shooting an NFL version of this show, um, which will be recorded shortly after this. Um, going to be a preseason preview of sorts, kind of similar to what we've done here. Um, and then we'll go into AFC win totals and division picks um, next week for the NFL. And then again, just like we are doing with uh, the top 25 teams here in college, uh, we'll be picking our our betting lines and our, our winners uh, every week for the NFL um, all the way through the season. So uh, thanks for listening and uh, hope you guys uh, enjoy the, the content here. And uh, if you do like what you hear, please like subscribe and share with everybody that uh, you know, that likes to bet or just likes to watch football. Uh, again, this is Reese Downing for Jacob Workman, and this is the TNT podcast college edition episode one. Thanks for listening. <laughs>